So those of you who know me know how absolutely much I love a young female detective story. In fact, in my freshman year of high school, I took a class called Detective Fiction, and we read a bunch of like very classic detective novels. And our final assignment was to write a paper talking about absolutely anything related to the topic of detective fiction. So I was like, hey, I love Veronica Mars. This was right around the time that A Good Girl's Guide to Murder had come out. And actually, I think Good Girl, Bad Blood was coming out relatively soon or had come out. And I was like, you know, Good Girl, Bad Blood is coming out. I love this young female detective archetype. So like, let me write about that. And I did and it was really fun. And so now anytime I have a book where I'm talking or where the main character is a young female detective, I am absolutely obsessed. And so that's how you knew I was going to love The Agathas by Kathleen Glasgow and Liz Lawson. This book follows Alice, Alice and, um, Alice and Iris, Alice and Iris. Alice is like the girl that ran away a year ago and no one knows what really happened to her and why she ran away. And she's all like mysterious and creepy and Iris is like your typical nerd girl who's like really into Agatha Christie novels and everything and one of Alice's former friends Brooke ends up missing and Alice and Iris team up to figure out what happened to Brooke and it's just a really fun like not necessarily coming of age there's a little bit of finding yourself as they're both I think they're both seniors in high school so there's a little bit of that like finding yourself aspect but there's also just fun hijinks with like a mystery and plot twists and everything and I had a really good time reading it so I'm really excited to be talking about it. Books, TV, music, and movies. All things that make a big impact on everyone. I'm constantly gushing about my latest read to anyone who will listen so I figured I'd turn my rambling into something coherent that people will actually listen to which means no tuning out halfway through. I am Maya Ghosh and this is my take. start with a little bit on the writing and of course I can't start the writing section off without talking about like my little aspects of the actual physical book that I love and the cover is really cool but not only do I love the cover I love that we have a map this book is set in a very like small town intimate community I don't know exactly where it is but it's somewhere on the east coast and it's definitely like a beach town kind of like not like a typical east coast beach town but like does deal with like the wealth disparities that are stereotypical of those communities and like the tourism and the influx of like money in the city because of tourism in the summer and everything and so I love that we have a map because it really helps us like orient ourselves and I think all of my favorite books have maps that's not true but maps and books are very fun and we love them so we love a map and then there's not too much I have to say about the writing I think one it made me inspired to read more Agatha Christie which is something I need to do I've only read a couple of her novels and I liked both of them that I read I think it's only been two so I need to read more of them and also I think okay two things I think about the writing one I think Alice and Iris both have really well-developed lives outside of the investigation and I think that's really important to a young female detective story like the quintessential piece of the young female detective is that she's not taken seriously she has a life outside of this and this is something she's driven to do because no one else is going to do it 
And so that was definitely, like, very apparent in the book. And they even actually, like, used it to their advantage, which I think was really interesting. Like, they were talking to someone. I think it was the lawyer character. They were talking to her, and she was like, you know if you go into the police station and ask to, like, see these things or do these things, they're going to underestimate you, so use that to your advantage and, like, get shit done because of who you are, not in spite of it. And so I think that was, like, really interesting to see because usually in my experience with the young female detective, even if it's known that she is at a disadvantage, it's not necessarily, like, used to that disadvantage maybe I'm trying to think off the top of my head of examples in like a good girl's guide to murder or Veronica Mars where that happens and I think I can't think of any off the top of my head but also it's been like a while since I've watched that show and since I've like fully read through the series so if it was immediately after I probably could give you an example but for now like I think that was one thing that this book did really well was like build on that and I also think that on the flip side of it doing something really well, in my recollection, like, Alice and Iris had very similar narration styles, and I think they're both very different characters, and the authors work to make them appear as very different characters on the page. You can tell this is a book written by women, but their narration style felt very similar, and I think that's one thing that really separates dual point of view books is that if the narration style feels the same it's just two different characters it's one thing but when you can really truly have distinct narration styles that I think sets apart those books for me and so that was one thing that I think was like lacking a little bit but overall like I had a really good time reading this book that didn't like take away from my experience I still like rated it how I'd rate it based on just like enjoyment and everything and like I just had a good time reading it and I think the characters were really well developed the story was really well developed so that is all I have to say on the writing now we are going to jump in to the plot okay wonderful people of my take I have a really exciting opportunity to tell you about I am a brand ambassador for Sierra Madre Golf for those of you who don't know I'm a college golfer I'm actually going into my senior year which makes me really sad but I have never been one to adhere to really strict traditions when it comes to golf. I, up until this year, played with a pink golf ball. I have a glove that doesn't have fingers, like I do all those things. And Sierra Madre is a brand that makes female golf clothes that are not necessarily edgier, but they're definitely different. They're more flattering. They're more free they have dresses and things that are slightly cropped and stuff and I just really love their pieces I have the mock neck tee and I think it's the perfect practice round practice shirt love it so much it's a great alternative to a polo and so you guys can get 10% off your order if you click the link below or if you use code MAYAG all caps when you check out so yeah definitely go check out Sierra Madre and even if you're not a golfer it's great workout athletic attire they have great options and tag me in pictures if you buy things so yeah First thing that I have written down is we see Brooke disappear. Iris is actually one of the last people to see Brooke disappear because she's out driving, I think, or walking down the road. She's out for some reason. And so she is 
surprisingly one of the last people to see Brooke alive. And we see Brooke run off drunk and no one goes after her. And I recognize that these are high schoolers, but still, like, I am friends with a lot of responsible adults who, yes, we like to party and have fun on occasion, but we do it responsibly. Like, we will make sure people are walked back safely. We will make sure if you're Ubering back, you are texting when you get back to your room or your dorm. Like, we are always on top of it. Like, even if we aren't intoxicated and somebody's just, like, walking home at night, we're like, text me when you get there. Like, I'm going to track your location. If you don't text me when you get back, like, I'm going to call you or text you and check in. Like, we are so hypervigilant about these things. And so, it was just literal insanity to me that this was able to happen to a high schooler. Like, literal insanity to me. And so, her disappearance kind of, like, kicks off the book. And at first, like, her dad is kind of suspect because he's, like, not grieving in the way that we expect a father to be grieving for his daughter who's missing and then later found dead and I just immediately was like that's just too easy of an option like we already didn't love their coach and so I was like there's no way that like this is how it's going to go like I feel like it has to be deeper than that and so he's always on our radar and then we're like collecting this ragtag group of detectives with like Iris's friends and Alice and like Alice's weird anonymous contact that like she's getting helpful texts from which was so random I'm so used to like when we get texts like it's a pretty little liar situation and nobody wants like these texts to be happening so the fact that the text was actually giving us like good information about the case was funny but we collect this like ragtag group of detectives and they actually find the body before the cops by just using like not basic but like relatively easy to figure out science about like tide patterns and everything and where her body would have washed up and they find the body and then because they find the body it turns into a murder investigation and the murder investigation is really interesting because both of our main characters have a bad history with the cops iris's mom was in a relationship I don't know I can't remember if it was her dad or just a relationship but with somebody who is abusive and they have had their run-ins with the cops trying to make sure that that doesn't happen again and Alice obviously ran away and the cops were like why did you do this or are you just trying to get attention whatever what have you and so it's really interesting to like see that play out especially because the cops become such a big part of this considering it is you know a murder investigation And because it becomes a murder investigation, we get an entire chapter dedicated to making a murder board, which I really, really loved because, like, murder boards are just the best with the little red string and everything. And, like, there's, I want to say it's called Trial and Error, but that's not the name of the show. It's a, like, true comedy TV show about a law firm and they always have a murder board for the case and they chant like murder board murder board whenever it's brought out and so like that always plays in my head whenever book characters are making a murder board and then not only do they do a murder board they do a stakeout and in part of the stakeout they have to go get donuts and coffee as is classic and that's when they realize that steve who is brooke's boyfriend alice's ex-boyfriend brooke's boyfriend when she died Steve's shoe was found in the donut shop not like where the police said they found the shoe so we were like 
hmm, that's suspicious. And then we do, the texts do take a very pretty little liar's turn because they're like, hey, if we're getting these anonymous texts, why don't we like send some anonymous texts to our advantage? So they send a text to Park because of course all of the like it girls have to go by their last name. So Brooke was Donovan and then there was Park um, and it was just like a whole thing. But we send an anonymous text to Park and Park admits that she tried to roofie Steve or was successful at roofing Steve, and I had called this. I was like, there's no way from everything you're talking about with Steve, like, that he was just drunk. I was like, somebody definitely sipped something into his drink, and once again, the fact that no one was thinking, hmm, maybe Steve was roofied. I was like, you guys need some better, like, partying safely tips and tactics in education, obviously, because, like, that was the first place my mind went to, So, we find out about that, which makes sense why Steve had, like, lost all of his time. And then they, in quintessential, like, young female detective form, take it a step. I was going to say a step too far, but, like, this is nothing we don't see, like, male private eyes do all the time. So, it's not really a step too far. But they break into Coach Donovan's house and take his phone and his will and all sorts. And his mother-in-law, Brooke's grandmother, is there at the time. And, like, we later find out that... Brooke's grandmother knew that they were in the house, but she was kind of, like, letting them go about their business, and then we realized that Coach has been talking to this person named Kevin, and we don't know who Kevin is, so we set up a meeting, and then they stage, like, a breakdown of the car, and they pretend to be French foreign exchange students to, like, get help, and that was, like, really funny because it actually works, and we realized that Kevin is this bookie that Coach is working with because he's in debt and then coach does end up actually getting arrested because he was somebody else he was lying about his identity and I was like once again feels too easy and of course it was too easy because it comes out that it was the school counselor dun 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 and I was just I was actually kind of shocked I thought well okay there's this character Cole that Iris had been crushing on, and Cole was, like, kind of one of the cool guys, whatever, like, you know, it was a thing that Iris had a crush, and Cole's jacket was what tipped off Iris, because Cole had always worn this, like, distressed leather jacket, because he was, like, kind of a bad boy, and she saw the jacket somewhere that connected it to the school counselor, and I was, like, I didn't want it to be Cole, I was, like, let it be the school counselor, like, that's fine, she had just gone through a rough, breakup with coach Donovan so it like actually made a lot of sense for it to be her I was glad it was just Cole's jacket that was involved not him and then we like catch the school counselor even though like she's up in the stables and like absolutely tries to like run Alice over and kill her and also tries to kill Cole no doesn't try to kill Cole I said Alice and then I wrote into the next line Cole asks Iris out and I was, like, mm, happy about that, but also, like, Team Spike, who is one of Iris's friends that, like, very clearly had a crush on her, but basically, all of that is to say the end of the book is absolute chaos, and I loved it, and to wrap up this episode, I had a really fun time reading it. It just had so many fun, like, little heartwarming moments, but also was such a fun, like, mystery and YA situation, and I just, like, it's just such a, like, comfort genre to me, to read and so I had a great time and I need to actually look into what these authors have written because I 
only actually heard about the Agathas because it was a Barnes and Noble YA book club pick and so that's how I got it and so I need to like look into what else they've written because I have high hopes for it though I did the same thing with um Kit Frick because I loved I Killed Zoe Manos and then I read one of her other books and I was like not super impressed but maybe this time things will change maybe I'll just wait for whatever they release next but yeah I had a great time so I've been Maya Ghosh and this has been my take on the Agathas by Kathleen Glasgow and Liz Lawson thanks for listening So we are a one-woman show over here at My Take, which means I produce and edit and do all the social media and everything for this podcast. I have to thank my good friend Paris, who is the one that cobbled together this intro music on GarageBand, because she had more GarageBand experience than I did at the time. But for now, I guess that's it.